So at the end of Lightning Returns Final Fantasy 13, I always want to add a 3 at the end, but I guess there's not technically a 3. It's Final Fantasy 13 3, and we all know it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, yeah. That was... We're not going to spoil anything, by the way. No spoilers in this. But yeah, okay, that was... Ridiculous. That was ridiculous. That's, per- that's the perfect word for it. That was inane. That was the perfect capstone of overblown, self-indulgent, sparkly, dramatic... Like, if someone offered me a large paycheck to go into the boardroom and, Heath, take this bad story and make it worse, I couldn't do it. Now I'm trying to think of a way to make it worse. This is like, you can't... I'm surprised it got through. I'm I'm surprised that that was made... Here's the thing, too. That ending, the ending that happened, and again, we're not spoiling anything. Listen with confidence. Um, We joked about it, hypothetically. Yeah. The ending, we we rattled off a few twist endings in a joke conversation, like, (laughs) yeah, what if, (laughs) or wait, no, wait, no, happens. (laughs) And one of them did. One of them happened. See, and... Don't take it like we're devastated or something. We're just kind of in awe of how, what's the word, how out of touch the writers are or how... They must be 10 years old because they, I interrupted you. No, it's fine. It's just uh, people, it's it's not that I'm like outraged about the ending. Like what? How could they do that? Yeah. It's, no, it's not one of those things. It's, it's, it's on the opposite side of the scale because ramping up to the final battle, I was sitting here going... I just don't care anymore. (laughs) I just don't care. And all this stuff was happening, and you could tell they were trying to play up, ooh, there are these twists and these dramatic scenes, and they were really trying to make it... You know, they they were trying to make these big moments, and every time I was like, I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. This is It's not exactly Game of Thrones. Like, you're not on the edge of your seat. (sighs) I was just wanting it to be over. I was just like, it was a game where I was just sitting there going, uh, is it over yet? Can this, can this be done? Can I be done doing this? And, and if I, if I may say, there's, after the ending of the game, the credits roll, and there's like a post ending, and that very thing, here's something, I'm writing a fiction story, you've seen a bit of it, Janelle. Yeah. I thought about doing something like that for about six seconds. (laughs) I thought about, haha, and at the end, all the characters just, uh, no, that would be stupid. Uh, and then I'm like, I'm watching the ending of Lightning Returns, and I'm going, no, no, oh, oh, they, they did. did. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and it's punctuated by some terrible fourth wall breaking where lightning says something to the player, and I just rolled my eyes. It was so goofy. Yeah. So the the good things about the game. The good things about the game overall. Well, hey, those CG cinemas sure are pretty. What's going on in them doesn't make any sense. And trying to understand it will only give you a headache. But, boy, were they not nice to look at sometimes? Yeah. Yeah, they were nice. Especially that, that little epilogue that... Yeah, the epilogue's <laughs> textures were, like, pretty nice. Whereas some of the other... Certainly looked 
Yeah. It was a bit inconsistent. Like, some of the CG scenes definitely looked worse. Especially in the Mm mid-game. It's like the early game, they're trying to impress you, hook you in, maybe you're playing a demo, they've got to sell it to you. Yeah. The end game, well, they want to leave you with a satisfied feeling so that you give it a good review. Mm-hmm. In the mid game, it's like whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. When we need budget cuts, we need them in the mid game. Mm-hmm. No, no, I hate to bag on the game because it has a lot of, you know. At, sorry. Then at let me point, start no, talking no, 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 because no. I love to bag on the game. At one point, I would have hated to bag on the game, but it really let me down in the final hours. More than the final hours, it let me down. After I finished most of the story stuff and, you know, I'm going to write a review and I'll explain more about it. But it was just, there were lots of good elements here. When we went to TGS, Lightning Returns was my favorite demo because I sat down with it and I opened up the menu and I, there, it looked like there were so many customization options. Like, even just beyond, when you get beyond the, let's change Lightning's clothing, dress her up. So much dress up crap in this game. But that aside, like, the ability to assign different skills and all the ways you can increase your uh, stats or get different buffs from equipping different abilities or fusing them or different weapons. And it looked like a really, it looked like it had a lot of potential there. And the battle system is uh, probably the most involving of the Final Fantasy 13 games. It's fun to use. Like there, there were a couple battles that were just peak. Like they were the, the best battles out of any of the Final Fantasy 13 games. This Lightning Returns has a select few battles are some of the best. But I, re- then- I remember you putting down a controller and, like, wiping the sweat off your hands and saying to me, like, other games can't manufacture that type of intensity on their best days. Yeah. You know, just you had a heck of a fight. And there there are a few of those where you yeah. your, your heart rate gets up and you don't know if you're going to live or die. That's good stuff. That's yeah. a, that's That's something a great game does often. Yeah. And, I mean, previous Final Fantasy XIII games have been about, the battles have been about kind of managing the party's direction as a whole rather than individual actions, whereas Lightning Returns is all about your individual actions and the timing of them. Mm. The timing is very, very important, and managing your uh, ATB gauges is very important. And it, it, the potential was really there. There were some great moments. I don't know if there were enough great battles... And there were a lot of tedious ones. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I don't have anything to add to that. You you pretty much nailed it there. I remember, and it it became more obvious as the game dragged on, that, like, early on, we were thinking, okay, well, I know that some people will snicker at at the modesty of this accomplishment, but we were thinking that, okay, this is the best of the Final Fantasy XIII trilogy, probably. And as it dragged on... Yeah. Rrr. Well, here's the thing. It it definitely comes closer... It definitely comes closer... It's the, it's the closest that Square Enix has got with these Final Fantasy XIII games to what the general... I think the general North American audience would like to see in yeah. a modern JRPG. There are a more, lot of aspects. It's, it's got more of an open world feeling. Unlike Final Fantasy XIII, it has... Areas that are more than just corridors and nooks and crannies mm-hmm. you want to explore. Lots of side quests. Towns. Towns, <laughs> towns with people in it. But, like, you know, they, they actually got the feeling of, like, 
the the idea behind a towns isn't just a fancy skin on a bunch of shops and menus and you know a, a real town should involve you in the environment of the story it should enrich the atmosphere of the game in some way and they yes. and they, they got that finally 13 didn't do it 13 2 didn't do it lightning returns finally got that down you know so it, it definitely took a lot of steps towards what most general audiences would prefer but then as it wore on you could see that the balance of the game is probably the worst this could be the most <laughs> badly balanced Final Fantasy game since, like, two or three. <laughs> I, I, we laugh, but, like... You know, admittedly, I, ha- I didn't finish three. I don't know. Is it badly balanced? Three has some moments that are... I remember having to level grind like a mother in that game, and that's where I stopped. Three has some... Yeah, you have to do some weird just, grinding. There are some odd difficulty spikes and dungeons that feel really cheap, like with multiplying enemies. And, yeah. Anyways. But, but, like, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, none of those are known for having bad, like, difficulty spikes or balance no. issues or <clears throat> pacing problems. Well, Especially if you know what you're doing. Exactly. If you played them when you were, like, 14 or below, you might remember the, those games being pretty hard, but... Let's be honest with ourselves. The younger you are, you know, the less you really know what you're doing in these. The less you know how to be efficient at optimizing your party. But anyway. Yeah, Lightning Returns is simultaneously both too easy and too hard. Not just in its... I think its battle difficulty is fairly well managed, especially if you're doing quests and stuff. But this this is a game where the developers sold you on this idea that the time limit was really important and yeah. that you wouldn't be able to do everything and that so much to do so little time yeah and you're going to need multiple playthroughs you're going to you know the time limit is going to be super important and you're going to it's like they were banking on players failing the first time around mm. all, all the interviews say like do easy mode first and well the game itself says do easy mode first at the, the beginning screen you press uh, it gives you easy and normal only mm-hmm. and if you select normal this warning pops up like whoa dog yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, it says like, oh, there will be a penalty for running away, and you don't heal your HP after every fight. And doesn't that like, sound like hell? Yeah. Go for easy mode, my friend. Yeah, and all the interviews with the developers are easy, and then. And we were like, mm, no, we're, we've been doing this for decades. Yeah, and then like normal, the the battle difficulty was fine, but the way the rest of the game was paced and balanced was. Poor. It, it was wasn't, very poor. And here's the thing. It was not an issue of difficulty. Yeah, it was not an issue of difficulty. It was an issue of how how material in the game is presented to you, how much material there is, how it's doled out, the yeah. rate at which you can progress and you get the good feelings of, hey, I'm accomplishing something. Yeah. That, <clears throat> that was... It, w- it was astonishingly poor. Which makes me wonder, were their testers all really bad? Were they... I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. Um, I, I have a feeling like it was it was shipped out a little too early. They needed to tweak quite a few things. Yeah. But we know how Square Enix is about getting things out to market, whether they're ready or not. Look at Final Fantasy fourteen. Yeah. Not the current version, the one that launched and the one that flopped around on the ground. Yeah. You know, wallowing in self-loathing for six months or a year before they just killed it, gave it some time off, mm-hmm. finally did their friggin' jobs, and made a game worth playing. 
thirteen yeah. three, however, doesn't have the financial reward ahead of it of say subscriber money rolling in and isn't worth that amount of attention to them. It seems. Yeah. Um, well, it makes me wonder. You know, you hear about game developers having this problem where they get too close to a game and their vision of the game. And then they can't see it from a regular player or a consumer's perspective. I feel like that has happened in the entire thirteen trilogy. Yes, it, it has happened in the in the thirteen trilogy. But thirteen, a lot of people didn't like it. It had a lot of things that they that people didn't like in it. But it was also the developers had a vision. They knew what yeah. they were doing. It's it. Final I agree 13, with that. Thirteen is not <clears throat> for everybody, but it's tight and it's polished. It gets bagged on. You know, for not being what people wanted, and that that sucks. But you've got to give credit where credit is due. If you believe that games are art, you've got to at least respect Final Fantasy XIII yeah. for for having a vision and sticking to it. Yeah. Um. There is that. You know, at the end of thirteen, it was like, I feel like that was worth doing. I don't really want to do it again, but okay. Yeah. You know, thirteen. They knew what they were doing. They were trying to. <clears throat> Players always complain about not having enough time, about slow stuff and whatnot. So, like, the 13, they trimmed the fat for what they saw was important, the battle system and the story. Yeah. And everything else, the towns, a lot of inter- interface stuff, a lot of, like, fiddling around in menus, that fell by mm-hmm. the wayside. That was by design. That wasn't them just bumbling around. Yeah. They knew what they were doing. And for a lot of old-school Japanese RPG fans, that's not their cup of tea, and so it gets a lot of complaints, including from me, and that's why... That's why I think it was okay, but not great, and that's why I'm not in a hurry to, hey, you know what I'd like to play? I'd really like to sit down with good old Final Fantasy thirteen. Well, you know, but anyway. But but the thing is, is that the developers, they stuck to this vision. They had, they, they built thirteen the way they did because they felt it would be best. It wasn't, I don't believe it was some kind of ignorance. They, they felt that the stuff that they didn't put in was worth not putting in for whatever reason. Mm. And that, but then... The problem is that they had 13.2 on the table early, I'm sure, like before, I don't know exactly when, but I'm sure they had, I'm sure they had it in the works. It was an awfully quick turnaround, it was quick, wasn't it? It was a very quick turnaround. They, they saw the reaction, the backlash to Final Fantasy 13, and they were like, oh no, well, people wanted these things, and they waffled. And as soon as they had doubts about their vision, as soon as they started waffling, <laughs> then the games just got sloppier and sloppier. A lot of people prefer... I shouldn't say a lot of people. Some people prefer 13.2 because it got you off the linearity. But then it also... You can tell that it was made as a reaction to criticism. Mm -hmm. And then Lightning Returns Final Fantasy 13 is the sloppiest of them all. It's it's just everything about it is sloppy. It's... I'm not just talking like presentation, it's... Although there are some sloppy presentation things, too, like cinematics that will suddenly... Not cinematics, just like cutscenes where the camera will pan around the in-game models and suddenly the camera gets stuck in a low-res bush. Yeah. Oh, oh, so the bushes, man, they were just... They looked like pipe cleaners. (laughs) They looked like somebody made... Took a pipe cleaner and made, like, jaggy edges around and shoved, you know... 25 or 30 of those together all joining at a common node at the bottom but then fanning out is awful. We're crossing the streams. Mm-hmm. Don't cross the streams. So progress is a little different. Yeah. 
here, here's the thing. The, I said this about 13.2, and it applies to Lightning Returns as well, is that Square Enix heard these complaints, they heard about all of this, like, players were upset that certain things were or weren't included in 13, and the progression was linear or it wasn't. And so they they put in some things because it seemed like it would fulfill the player expectations. Like, oh, you know, they, they wanted towns. Well, we'll put in some towns. 13 and 2 didn't really have towns. It had a few areas with NPCs that you could talk to, but it wasn't... But it fooled some people, it, so it they did. felt like they succeeded. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, and so... People are always talking about, like, well, we want an open world, and we want this, and we want that, and we want a better progression system, and stuff. And so, it's like they, it's like the developers put in just enough of those things to where they thought they were done, but they, they put in things because players wanted those things, without understanding the reasoning behind why players want those things. Or, yeah, like, not understanding why it's fun to have those things, exactly. Like, Lightning Returns has an open world, or what could be perceived as an open world. Now, when, when you think of an open world game, what, what are the types of things you want to do? What are, how do you play an open world game? Me? I love exploration. Yeah, you love I exploration. love to run around. I love to see how big it all is, see how different it looks in certain areas. I want to see... I also... Open world? I mean, I kind of... And maybe at the risk of making a mistake, but... I kind of see the character as part of the world. I see it as open character. I want to customize this dude or chick. So I want to be... I should be able to do a lot of things that make my playthrough a lot different than anybody else's playthrough. Yeah. Exactly. So, but Lightning Returns, it's like they put in a world, but then they also put in... Mind you, that. They have this time limit, right? The idea is the world will end in 13 days. Yeah. So you have a fixed amount of time. Like, the point is, um, the, there's this time limit. And it, it could be a really interesting mechanic, but it really conflicts with the open world system because the game pushes how severe this time limit is. And your time is limited, and your HP and your money are limited if you're playing normal, like, quite a bit. And your GP, your glory points, are limited. Mm -hmm. they, that's it's some points you can use to kick ass in battle or freeze time or heal yourself. It's you can do a bunch of stuff with GP, but but this is gonna whoosh right over people's heads if they haven't played it. Right. The point is, is that the it's an open like you're supposed. They kind of turn you loose. Like, wow, there's this big world. Go run around and do whatever you want. But in practice, you're set into when you're playing. You kind of make these tight circles throughout the game world, because you can't just explore out too far, just wander out without a purpose, because that clock is ticking. Mm -hmm. That clock is ticking, and if you get attacked by a monster and your HP gets low, well, every time you need to run away from battle, that consumes a bunch of time, so you can wind up wasting a lot of time very quickly. So a lot of people are going to play this game conservatively, yes. with their time, with their exploration, with their money, yeah. which goes against what an open world is. That's exactly, and I remember at the TGS demo... I was like, I just told you, I love, in an open world game, I love to run around, see how big this place really is. And I start taking off, and the Square Enix booth guy's like, oh, no, 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 you want to run back this way. Your objective is over there. I'm like, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> but, oh, they hate that. They hate that at demo kiosks, at the trade shows and stuff. They have a very rote, 
standard experience in mind for you. And when they see that you might not be having it, they, they hit the panic button. And I still, I still went ahead and, and pushed the boundaries, uh, and, and ran around wherever I want. I spent like 10 minutes, 10 minutes dicking around in the menus, but but it looked cool. Yeah, it it looked, looked cool in the yeah. demo because you, you saw all these things like, whoa, I have however many outfits and I customize the outfit and then I pick three to take into battle and those are my jobs, you know, and I switch among them. It's mm-hmm. kind of kind of Final Fantasy X-2 in that sense-ish. I, 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 I barely played it and it was a decade ago. But I remember changing jobs in mid-battle and it being kind of cool about it. Yeah. Um, so it, it looked so interesting, the level of customization, but you get into the game and it's so restricted, actually. There are so many gates, so many walls in place. Yeah. There are a couple ways to get stronger. By completing quests, you can get stronger or you can improve your skills or you can get better equipment. Those are the, basically the three ways you can get stronger. And Quests are just kind of, you know, you run around, you complete them, you kill some monsters, you find some items, whatever. And getting new equipment, that's, that, you know, that happens. You find it, or enemies drop it, or whatever. You can also, I forgot to mention, you can also improve your equipment, but only on your second playthrough. (laughs) Yeah, there's weapon customization. You don't get the ability to do it, don't even get the tutorial on it until your second playthrough. Yeah, and that doesn't mean you're set... You've got clear data. If you get a game over, then the game is like, oh, well, I see you died last time. Here, now we'll give you the ability to customize your weapon. (laughs) Or if you clear it, then it's like, oh, I see you're challenging a harder mode. Here, now you can customize your weapon. Why they didn't include it in your first playthrough, I can't imagine. I have no... Yeah, because it's it's fun to do. And, like, why would you not do it? And it (laughs) it was very frustrating because the, the... You are very capped at any given time. Not because the game is actively holding you back, but because the developers put a lot of gates into your getting stronger. Like, of course, there are only so many quests in the game, so you can only get so many attack and magic and points and HP and whatnot that way. Right, but there there's a cap on, you know, the, the weapons are only get so strong. And yeah. even if you can customize them, there's a cap on how much you can customize them. And then there are the skills. Well, that, that should be the bread and butter of these styles. You know, styles have different benefits, different buffs, and they come with these skills. But you can also assign your own skills, and you get skills from monsters. And then you can fuse skills together to make them stronger or increase their effectiveness. And then you can level them up. Use and, them to pay the bills. Yeah, or you can, yeah, you can sell them, actually. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, nice tie-in. Oh. But, so what happens is... You get really excited. You're like, all right, I'm going to start fusing these skills. And then it doesn't give you the tutorial on, like, it doesn't let you level up your skills for a while. I don't know why. But then when when it finally does let you level up your skills, you're like, all right. And you start fusing. Like, well, I've got a bunch of level one fires. So you fuse all your level one fires together until it's max level at one fire. And you level it up to level two fire. And then you need to fuse it with other level two fires. And, you know, getting... Uh, specific level of skill to drop in the game isn't easy. You know, the the levels and the skills that, that you'll get, they're pretty limited, right? So, skill fusing is already limited, but in order to level up skills, you need certain, like, orbs or something. There's, like, bronze, silver, gold, and platinum. And then 
So after about I started hitting level 2 or level 3 with some of my skills, then I started noticing, like, ooh, I need a mithril orb. Ooh, I need an adamantine orb. Yeah. I need a crystal orb. Whatever. No, I didn't even run into crystal. But, so, I was like, oh man, I would love to... I would love to keep customizing. I would love to keep exploring this system and changing my abilities and really testing the the boundaries of how this system can be exploited and really having fun with it. And then I found out that in normal and easy mode, you will never get these orbs. You yeah. will never get orbs above platinum. You were testing the boundaries and you'd already hit them. Yeah, I before I even got to exploring the extent of the system, it was already like, well... You're, you've maxed out your skills already. I was not even one-third of the way through the game's playtime, and I had already hit the max level for those skills. Like, I needed mithril orbs to level up my skills, and I, you cannot get them. Like, the enemies that drop them, it's grayed out from their, uh, from their drop list, because they only drop them in hard mode. Yeah, which is kind of funny, because you can't do the amount of customization, like, you can't Normal and easy are supposed to be easier than hard mode, yeah, and yet you can't make your character as powerful as you can in hard mode, which seems very ironic. Yeah, and it's just... You know, you really... It, 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 just, <laughs> it, it, it just blew me away to realize that the fusing system of abilities, it's already got a restriction on it. You already need... Uh, abilities of the same level to fuse together to make them stronger. You don't need to artificially restrict that system anymore. Yeah. It's already very, very limited. The player already has to go through quite a bit to be able to do that, and the player gets a sense of satisfaction from doing it. Exactly. And the game doesn't necessarily become broken or too easy by allowing the player to do that. So, what's the problem? Yeah, I mean... What, would it would it have killed them to let me level up my Thundaga from level 3 to level 4? I would have gained, you know, 50% damage or something. But that's not a lot in the grand scheme of... Like, if you've seen the game... I, I gonna, I, I it's it's say, going to sound like a lot. It's going to sound like a lot, but it's... Not, it's uh, Once you get to a certain difficulty of enemies, yeah, you know. Anyway. Exactly. And so, like... I mean, you already need eight fire level ones to fuse into a fire level two. And so you need, like, eight fire level twos to fuse into a fire level three. And so at some point, you are going to just start running out of abilities. So to, yeah. have, to also require some orbs, and then not just require these orbs, but have them not even See, be available in your first playthrough. Soul Sacrifice did really well about that, actually. I just, I just realized, in talking about this, I remember... My, my playthrough of, of Soul Sacrifice this last spring uh, on Vita. Uh, that was good. That had skills. Yeah, anyway, sorry. Much better system. If you haven't played Soul Sacrifice and you have a Vita, it's a pretty good one. You can probably pick it up for cheap. Uh, I don't know about internationally, but in, here in stores in Japan, it's like $10. No joke. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So that's a good game. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, it just... Lightning Returns had so much potential. Oh, did it. It had, I, it had more sorry, potential. To, it, no, it had more potential to be fun. Like, it, yeah, and I, and I was agreeing with you. I, the, it sounded sarcastic, but I wasn't. Like it could have reached higher peaks of fun than thirteen or thirteen two did. And well, in some ways, I'm a time travel sucker. Oh, I loved the concept when I heard it. Oh, I was like, me too. I was like, damn you, damn you for making me interested again. Yeah, exactly. But it's 
And you know, it does have the most active battle system of the three, so it does, moment to moment, it's more engaging than 13 and 13 2, but it just has so many problems, and it just fails to live up to its potential in so many ways, which is really disappointing. It feels rushed, it feels thrown together, and it feels disappointing. Overall, I don't know. I ask myself the question, am I glad to have gone through that? And after a tough battle, I might feel like, yeah, hell yeah. But overall, especially having just watched that ending, it's like I look at this game and I'm like, money was spent on you, you, you. (laughs) And I resent it. Uh, You know, how do you feel right now, having beaten the game mere minutes ago, or has it been an hour? Recently. Recently. Very recently. You know, like, a a number of in-game hours before this, I probably would have, in a review, I would have scored it higher, but the last, I don't want to say it was a slog, but it kind of was a slog. See... (laughs) It wasn't fun, let's put it that way. Yeah, it wasn't fun anymore. Some final dungeons are fun and interesting and challenging. This wasn't fun. This one had some challenge, yes, but... uh, It wasn't fun. Wasn't fun, wasn't really interesting either. Should I even get into the monster extinction thing? No, don't... If you can do it quick, I'd say sure, but... No, it was just... No, there's a very broken monster extinction system. it's, It's very broken, and I spent a lot of time on it. I I don't know if I'm... I'm happy to have played it. I don't know if I'm happy to have spent all the time to finish it. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a good way of putting it. I'm happy to have my curiosity satisfied from that demo that made it look great. It's like... And usually, usually I'm anti-demo hype. Like, mm-hmm. I play... Especially RPG demos. People... A, a lot of people be like, Oh, I, I played the demo and it's great. I'm buying this day one. And I'm like, yeah, it's a demo. Or in reverse, like, demo sucked. It's a demo. Again, I've seen demos that suck of games that I loved. And this was the opposite. Like, I I was impressed. I was like, you know, this demo has me thinking. And uh, and now, at least it feels nice to not wonder. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Still sucked. Yeah, well... Um, at least we can say, without spoiling anything, we can say that unlike 13-2, Lightning Returns does feel like a definitive ending to the 13 saga. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Unless. Don't even go there. No. Oh, no. <laughs> oh man. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, well, yeah. thanks for listening to us talk about our immediate post-game thoughts of Lightning Returns Final Fantasy 13 3 